Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and engaged. You've reached the right place for discovering your purpose, overcoming life adversities, and engaging yourself with positivity. Let's welcome our host, a mother, a wife, a friend, and a certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, Abby Johnson. Well, happy, happy, happy Thursday evening. Well, night, really. It's not really evening. It's more night. So I am super duper duper excited to be doing this podcast. This is like pre-podcast. This is just me talking right now. But I, guys, I had to do, I just had to go do my workout tonight. And I said, you know what? I have really have to do this because it's so important to take care of yourself. You know, y'all know that. But taking that time to to be there and go like do my workout this evening, even though it put me doing my podcast later. I was like, okay, you know, I'm give myself grace and um, I'm going to do my podcast at nine o'clock instead of eight (laughs) o'clock. It's okay, you know. So use this as a little reminder that if sometimes things don't go the way that you want them to go, it's okay. It is okay. So I am going to be... Um, broadcasting my podcast live. My podcast is Abby Inspired. And so I'm going to be doing that in just a moment. We're going to be talking about the struggle of acceptance in interracial marriage. So I am pumped up. I am so excited because, you know, this is so such a passionate topic for me because it's something that I have very much struggled with. And it has taken me a long time to grasp the understanding of and, um, yeah, so y'all get ready, guns a blazing, because I'm gonna talk about this tonight. I'm very, very excited. So, all right, let's get this podcast going, y'all. Let me go ahead and get comfortable. <laughs> all right. So, okay. Welcome to the Abby Podcast Show. I am your host, Abby Johnson, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And um, I just want to say if you struggle with, you know, self-discipline, self, self-esteem, self-control, self-worth, being a yes person, just, you know, wanting to learn more things about mental health, depression, anxiety, obviously, you know, I am a um, certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So obviously I'm the expert in that. So we will be talking about those things. So I just want to let you know that this is the podcast for you today. I am going to be talking about struggling with acceptance within an interracial marriage and how to handle that. So I'm coming from a personal perspective tonight and I'm just super excited about this because you know, when I ask the question about like, you know, do you struggle with acceptance? What's the opposite of acceptance? It's rejection, you know, and no one likes rejection. We have humans, our innate desire is to crave acceptance. And so uh, sometimes getting that no, someone not validating who you are can, can be very difficult to accept and take. And it can cause people to shut off and be closed off and be bitter and resentful. So anyway, it's kind of like a wound. It takes time to heal. So let's talk about my personal experiences. When I was in high school, uh, you know, you're a kid, you're in high school, you're trying to fit in and, you know, you have your friend group who you love. And, you know, it's just that struggle of finding out who you are. You know, you're in that, that time period, just kind of trying to figure yourself out. And um, I met my husband. 
So for those of y'all who know me, I am, a, I've, I have never dated, you know, an interracial, in any type of interracial relationship. I was one, I didn't really ever have like a serious boyfriend. I was into sports. I'm not saying that I wasn't like wanting a boyfriend, but it just had little flings, you know? So I met my husband when we were working together at Pizza Inn in Ruston, Louisiana. So, you know, we, I never thought I would ever date, you know, anybody from another race. I grew up in a small country town and that was just something understood. It wasn't like I was raised and like, oh, you can't date, you know, anybody outside of, you know, your race. But it was just kind of the understood thing, you know, like I just never was exposed to that. So when I met my husband, when we were working, I just, I remember her just being like, oh my gosh, you know, like I really like him and he kept on flirting with me. And I remember later and now I know he even asked my sister, we were started talking at this point. He says, what do you think your sister, do you think your sister would date me? She's like, no, she likes preppy guys with jacked up trucks. <laughs> All the while we were started kind of talking, you know, so it's just funny because I had never really been attracted to anyone other than white males or whatever. And so that was new to me. So I went through all these emotions. Okay. I knew I was going to go through rejection. I knew I was going to go through friends. Like, what are my friends going to say? Um, what is my family going to say? You know, all of that that comes along with it. So me and my husband, when we started dating, most, uh, some people know, some people don't, this is probably gonna be a shock. Some of this information, <laughs> but my husband and myself, we kind of like snuck around for gosh, probably like four or five months. And it was me. It wasn't him. It was me because like I said, I was fearful of rejection. I didn't know who I was. I was trying to figure it out. And, um, in the process, you know, he was stuck having to deal with it, which wasn't fair, you know, but he understood, but he finally got to a place where he kind of was like, put my foot to the fire. and was like, you know, you didn't go to the football banquet with me and I had to go by myself. Like, I'm going to break up with you. <laughs> I think yeah, I even remember him like not talking to me for a couple of days and my feelings were so hurt. And I was like, okay, you know, so finally it all came out and um, I did. I faced rejection. I faced rejection from friends, from associates. People told me that it was nasty, that it was gross. I had people tell me that it was against the Bible, that it was, was wrong. This was by friends, family, and the whole nine. And I still face rejection to this day from some family. And it's painful, but I can wholeheartedly say that through time, and I'll talk about that, like God has healed that area. And I just want to kind of walk through some things that have helped me get to that point. But there are times still to this day that when, you know, me and my husband walk in places, you know, we walk in and people look, they stare like, Hmm, you're with him. You're with her, you know? And it's like, come on now, you know? And it was so difficult to go through. I went through a period of time, like in college, just kind of, I guess kind of sort of like, I would even say like, rebelling against like God, just like, you know, why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? Because like I lost a lot of close people in my life and I'm in college trying to figure it all out, not knowing why, you know, and, um, you know, as a result, just trying to 
come to grips with reality, but I was just couldn't because I, I just didn't know God like I know him now. And I didn't have the clarity and understanding. I didn't know the true reason for my emotions and my feelings. And so I was just kind of partying and, you know, just trying to have a good time and, you know, all of that that comes along with it. So, it, you know, here you, here I am as a young, young female that had, was trying to stand by, you know, my boyfriend and the choices that we had made to come out and say, Hey, yes, we're together. Uh, we don't care what anybody says, but I was faced with all of the emotions behind it. And so it led me to a place of really, 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 um, I guess I can almost say resentful, just like, why would, why, why do people have to be so judgmental? God is love. God loves everybody. Like why? So, you know, today I'm so thankful that we haven't given up because it has caused a lot of strain in our relationship to be 100% honest between, you know, people not accepting me, me, people not accepting him, people not accepting our marriage because of their own belief systems and their own, whatever's going on with them, their own values or whatever. But it doesn't, can, can, does that change who I am and who he is and who, what our marriage is? No, but it took me a long time to get to this place, you know? And, and reason why, you know, I'm so passionate about this is because this is something that so many people go through and, and not even on, if we can even take off the interracial marriage part and just say rejection period, this whole, what I'm going to talk about applies because rejection is rejection, whether it's obviously from this avenue of being from interracial marriage, but it can be from anything, you know, anything in life when someone rejects you and, you know, it is painful. It is painful. I will say my, from personally myself, it took me down a road of just avoiding my emotions because I'm a generally happy person. I love to be happy. I love to smile. I love to talk, obviously, but that's something that I love to do. And it always, if my mom was, if my mom was live with me right now, she would tell you, Abby, you've always been a talker. You've, you're nosy. You're always asking 10,000 questions because that's you and you love people. So it kind of took me down a, a path of just kind of avoiding my emotions. And, um, because I just wanted to be happy and not really think about the things that people were saying and doing and like the rejection. And so that's what kind of led me down the path of not taking care of myself, weight gain, and, you know, a lot of different things. So it, it's powerful when you can come to grips with things. So we're going to talk about how, how do you move forward from rejection? Because it's like a wound, you know, it'll heal over time. But also, if you don't know the wounds there, you don't know why the wound happened, it's hard to heal, you know. So rejection often brings fear into your heart. It's just a fear of being inadequate, fear of like not being accepted. And, you know, oftentimes people are like, what did I do? I know I ask question. Well, what did I do? Why am I not good enough for these people? Is it, you know, did I do something wrong? You know, those are common thing, questions that a lot of people ask. And I know I have. When you go through th things and times and, uh, and you know you're being excluded from things and it's painful, it hurts. Like, why? I deserve to be included just like such and such, you know, like, why do I, why am I experiencing this? But I just want you to know that you're not alone. Like everyone experiences rejection to some degree, whether it's more extreme than others. That's obviously 
another topic, but everybody experiences rejection of some degree. But let me tell you, it if if you're if it's not understood when it happens, it often causes isolation. You know, it can even cause depression, self-worth, self-esteem issues, self-value issues. But let me tell you something. God understands you. And when someone rejects you, it has nothing to do with you. And I wish I could go back and tell my little 17-year-old self that, that it has nothing to do with you. You're not the problem, okay? It's not you. It's the person that's rejecting you because you can't change them. You can't make them see you for who you are. And um, all you can control is yourself. And I, I can remember one time, um, something happened. I don't even remember the whole details of the story, but I went through a situation and something happened. I just felt so misunderstood. And I was so frustrated. I'm like, but that's not even the situation. And I, I got so mad. I'm like, why are you so mad when someone doesn't understand you? And I realized at that moment, it's all goes back to rejection. It all goes back to, you want people to understand so I understood I need to go back and I need to really revisit this. And I really need to go back and heal this part of my heart that I'm obviously hurt because, because someone doesn't understand me doesn't mean I should be frustrated and mad and allowing myself to get upset because they don't understand me. And that's not, you know, they have their own thoughts like, well, why? But I had to remind myself, you know, so how do you handle rejection? What do you do with it? You know, as you age. You know, obviously you go back and think, you know, where the, where the roots are, you know, figure out is did this happen in childhood? Can you put your finger on it? You really have to take the time to self-reflect because a lot of times, like I said, the avoidance me personally, I just avoided emotions and feelings because I wanted to be happy. So I'll just shove it down, shove it down. Even now to this day, I have to make time in my busy schedule <laughs> to self-reflect. Because my natural innate defense mechanism is to just, hey, I just want to be happy. I'm been happy. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. The reality is, is we're humans. We go through things. We go through frustration, struggles. I have a business. I have employees. I have patients I see that I have, you know, all these people that I care for and I love and I want to make sure that I'm taken care of. But who's most important? Myself. If I can't take care of me, I can't take care of them. So I have to make time in my schedule to self-reflect and that looks different for different people. What might look to you, which is journaling to me is using my voice memo app on my phone because that's what works for me. Because if I can sit down and talk about my feelings and my emotions, then I can realize, Oh, I really, that really did bother me when this happened. So acknowledging your feelings, especially behind the situation that happened is super duper duper important. Very important. Um, don't push it away. Like I was just saying, like that is an innate defense mechanism and you just need to be aware of it. Sit down and really think, okay, how am I processing my emotions, my feelings? If you find yourself avoiding, then realize that and come up with a plan of how, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to stop, you know, avoiding, you know, reality or avoiding these emotions behind whatever it is that's happened. So you know, pretending like things don't happen is just you're prolonging, you know, I'm not going to say unhappiness, but you're prolonging your, your feelings and hurt. But it's, I want you to, I want you to understand that it is a 100% okay, 1000% okay for 
you to acknowledge your, your sadness, your frustrations, your mad, your anger, your love, your hate, acknowledge your emotion behind things that is people say, try to say, well, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be mad. I just want to be happy. No, if something happened and that you experienced a lot of hurt behind, you need to sit down and truly process the emotion behind it. That's how you're going to accept and find healing in this. Okay. You have to first make, make, understand that we are humans and we have emotions and emotions are not to be stuffed down and ignored. That's what causes unhealthy emotional defense mechanisms, like I was just saying and, and whatnot. So you have to acknowledge your emotions and accept that you feel hurt and that you feel angry and that what are you going to do with it? Okay. Realize the second thing I want you to understand is realizing your self-worth. I, I can't overemphasize this enough. Like, because like I said earlier, oftentimes rejection can cause self-esteem issues. And when you realize this, you need to understand that, okay, I feel less than enough because of this situation happened. I feel, and I'm going to just tell you myself, I feel excluded. I feel unloved. I felt unheard because I was not accepted due to a choice I made when I chose to marry my husband or just date my husband for even acknowledging that I'm angry and I even have cuss words, you know, and I was like, whoa, I don't even have, I didn't even know, you know, but when I stopped and I was able to really sit down and really process my emotions, I was like, whoa, I'm angry. Like I'm real deal angry. And I remember processing that with my life coach. And I was like, I did not know I was so angry. And she, you know, she was like, well, just go through that situation. Sit down and tell yourself you are enough in those situations where, you know, you had these, these, these moments where, you know, people told you this and all these negative things and, you know, going back to those moments and re kind of framing that in your mind, you know? So uh, understanding your self-worth because those times, those uh, rejections can definitely affect your self-worth for sure. I would encourage you definitely to implement daily positive self-worth, self-esteem kind of exercises, like telling yourself like positive things. I know people are like, oh, here we go. But no, I'm serious because everything starts with a thought. If you can't, if, if, if you can't control your thoughts, oftentimes you have to tell yourself these things. So like every morning I have a journal for four things I'm thankful for. So I write down things I'm thankful for so I can make sure I maintain a position of gratitude because you know, if I'm not thankful for the things I have, it's very, very, very easy to be resentful, ungrateful, and bitter. So I do my journal for that. Then I have my little whiteboard that I have over here that it's on the other side of my printer. I would get it and grab it and show you, but I change them up every week, but I sit down and I write, I think I have like four or five different positive affirmations about myself. Okay. Not what other people say, things about myself. And uh, I read them every morning and it's super duper important. And these are things that I will do for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter being healthy or unhealthy emotionally, but you have to start here. You have to maintain that positive perspective in life. That's a daily thing. So start by, you know, standing in front of the mirror, telling yourself good things, not negative things. And I mean that wholeheartedly, not negatively. If 
you find yourself leaning more towards negative things that people say and having a very difficult time finding positive things to say, then you need to just sit down and take some time. Really sit down and say, okay, what are some things that are good about myself? I'm a good listener. I love my hair. I love you know, I love how I love people. I'm empathetic, you know, good. Cause negative things are going to come easy. Okay. That's that flesh part of us. That's people will always harbor on negative. It's what comes natural. Uh, maintaining a positive perspective takes a lot of work. And uh, that's why it's a daily thing. This needs to be a daily thing for the rest of your life. And so third thing I want you to make sure you're doing is finding something to do when you're triggered. Like when you experience like something that triggers that, re you know, rejection, what are you going to do? I just want to encourage you to have fun and love life. It is so important for you to make sure that you're taking the time. And this is, this is a self-awareness journey, you know, like love life, have fun. But the biggest thing is like obviously developing healthy ways of coping because a lot of times this through situations like this, people can develop unhealthy coping skills and you know, coping mechanisms like un emotional eating, substance use, unhealthy relationships with anything. So, you know, really evaluating your coping mechanisms and making sure they're positive, not destructive and not negative. So if you find yourself struggling with those, self-awareness is first thing. You got to just understand what's going on with you. Why are you, why are you stuck in this cycle of repetitive, negative, uh, destructive things, um, laziness, avoidance and laziness. I don't really like to use that word. Procrastination is a better word, avoidance and things like that. You know, you need to be doing things and you're avoiding and you just want to, you know, take all the distractions away and just scroll on social media and just not have to deal with the day. Just make sure you're using positive ways of coping, listening to music, drawing, journaling. Like I was telling you earlier, I like to journal actually voice by, on my phone, my voice memo app. That's super duper helpful for me. And that goes back to that ADHD side of me. If you didn't hear that podcast, go back and listen to it. It is, I talk about, you know, having ADHD and how, you know, what works for me, it's not going to work for everybody else, you know, but learn new skills. This is a good one. This is something that. I actually really, 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 really have started. I started exercising, but from like, it's like a strength and conditioning work, um, workout. So I've always kind of like worked out. I did, I worked out in college. Right. And, um, but the biggest thing was as I had started having kids and with my career and everything, I stopped. Well, last May I started with an online uh, fitness coach, loved the program, and finished the 12 weeks, had great results. And I realized that, you know, I needed something a little bit more. And so this has been a new, more recent realization is that you, I need the structure of going to a class and doing some CrossFit. I've never done heavy weightlifting. I've never done like CrossFit. It's like not CrossFit, but kind of like that CrossFit, CrossFit style. And I had to realize Fitness and exercise is very important. It's super important to me. And I avoided it for so long because of, you know, the, just my life and busyness and just taking, putting myself, you know, on the, to the bottom. So anyway, so finding something that you like. So that's a new thing for me. It is exercising, but I have never done this type of exercising before. So I am like loving it. 
And uh, I'm really kind of excited because I'm always like doing new things um, whenever we go to the class. And so that's where I was. Yeah. So anyway, the fourth thing I want to, to I want to encourage you is to do is not to worry because uh, it's not going to solve anything. You sit there and you, you play these things over and over in your mind. It's like, you know, play the situation over. Well, what if I could have did this better or you start blaming yourself and, you know, just don't play the blame game because it doesn't go anywhere. It just leaves you sad, frustrated, mad, and uh, it just affects you. And in the root of this is has nothing to do with you. Um, because why? Because you cannot control anybody but yourself. And someone rejecting you has nothing to do with you. And so, especially when you're dealing with, you know, interracial relationships, whether it's, you know, Caucasian, African-American, you know, Asian or whatever, you know, you, you have people who are ignorant, people who are willfully ignorant, and uh, you just have to choose. You have to choose to change your perspective and your focus to not focus on all the negative that's going on. The fifth thing is surround yourself with people who value you because guys, let me tell you something. When I went through what I went through and when God, when I really gave my life to God, God put so many people in my life who truly loved every bit of me. They loved every, I mean, he really gave me so much support. So it's important that when you surround yourself with people who love you, value you, guys, he, you know, God says that, you know, he is your comforter. He calls himself our friend, our father. We can talk to him. And when I learned that, I was like, whoa. And I, that's how I was really able to heal that hurt that I had went through just with the whole, you know, rejection from the family, that part. And you know, clinging onto the promises that he gave me really helped me. That's where I really started to grow and find healing is when I started surrounding myself with people who just truly just loved me, um, you know, and I have so many family members who absolutely love me, love my husband. I mean, I can't even go on and on, but it takes that one person, right? That it leaves an impact. And so I can say that God is really, really, really healed me and just clinging on to those promises, you know, because God tells us to be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything and let our requests be known unto him because he says that his peace will come and flood our hearts. And so I just started doing that and just standing on that. And I just really, really, really can say that, that God had healed my heart. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but the sixth thing is just recognizing that his love for us is unconditional and there's nothing that we can do. There is no rejection. And that's one of those things that I got chill bumps talk, thinking about it because that is something that when I clung to those, that understanding and that realization and that revelation that he gave me, I was like, God, you know, like our, and, and, and I started looking at it from not a perspective of not being more of, you know, family, but more of a, Oh, okay. Well, if the enemy can kind of, so seeds of doubt and frustration and fear, that's where that's coming from. So I just clung to the promises that he'll never leave me, never forsake me. His love is so deep and so wide and so strong that it can snatch us from sin. Like those are God's promises. And I had to realize like our human emotions were up and down, you know, they're fickle and one day they're up, one day they're down and his love never changed. It never ends. It's always the same. It's forever. And when I understood that, that's 
those are these promises that really resonated with me and able, was able to really cling on. And I really was able to start praying and uh, really just praying that I had to really stop saying, but I'm hurt or, but I can't, or, you know, I had to stop doing that. I had to realize I was doing it first and really uh, understand that this is what causes bitterness and anger and resentment. And uh, I had to really take those who had like rejected me to God in prayer and just vent. And I was just like, God, and ask for forgiveness and just to let it go. And he is our escape. He is who we can cling to when we have times of trouble. And so when I started realizing that, I was just like, I just clung to those promises, y'all. Because not forgiving yourself puts you in like a prison. You know, it it makes you weaker, not stronger, and um, keeps you in one position, which is angry and bitter. And forgiveness is not for anybody but yourself. And this is something that I have to constantly remind myself and my patients, like when you forgive someone, it's not because uh, excusing what's happened It's for yourself. It's so you can let go. And so you can move forward and uh, live life, be free, you know, from what others are saying or what others have felt. And so you can go on and let that fear that I was talking about earlier go. And so you can really be who God has called you to be. And so number eight is I want you to make sure you're forgiving yourself. Don't criticize yourself. Well, if I would have known, I would have done it this way because that only makes it worse. That makes it worse uh, because you never know why people have their views, their stances. You can choose to make excuses for them. And I'm going to tell you, this is what has helped me Uh, making excuses. And people can say right or wrong. This is how my choice has been. Um, You know, is I forgive myself. I forgive this person too, because of this, this, and this you know, and I, that's what has helped me keep my peace and be able to truly forgive and move forward with my life, you know, but number nine is, is very, very important to get counseling therapy because especially when you experience rejection in younger years, uh, it really can cause deeper rooted abandonment issues. And, you know, that can cause personality issues like codependency, narcissism, and all those type of things. And so you have to really, really, really Sometimes things are deeper rooted than, you know, obviously what, what you can go through and deal with on your own. And when you acknowledge that, like you're still struggling, you feel like you can't move past something, then at that point, you know, like, okay, I need to reach out. I need to get some help. I need to have, you know, licensed practicing counselor. When it comes to stuff like that, I recommend, you know, obviously seeing a counselor for that, like licensed practicing counselor. And um, so they can help you process and understand some of those emotions. And some things are what I would consider to be even trauma. You know, some things are deeper rooted than just having an emotion behind it. It can be sometimes traumatic, which could lead to a whole different type of type of therapy that you would need. So, but the 10th thing is just, guys, be happy, be of good courage, because let me tell you, there's so many things in life that we can be upset about and frustrated about. And that goes back to the perspective I was talking about earlier, but you are strong and you're strong enough to see yourself better. Obviously because you're listening to this podcast. So that means you want to see yourself better. You want to be stronger. You're a fighter and you'll, you'll meet people who value you for who you are, not for who they want to accept you as. No, you will find people who are on your side. Like, like I was telling you earlier, like I did. And 
But I will be 1000% honest with you. It was not until I clung to the promises that God had given me and God started opening these doors and ordered my steps and brought me to all these different people that I found my healing. And uh, because uh, just to remind you, people are people and they will always let you down if you put your faith and trust in people. And I, I, I'm a firm believer in that because our faith is to be in God and not people. So just make that reminder. Okay. R write it down. I don't put my trust in people. I've put my trust in God. People will always fail me, but God never will. He'll never leave me nor never forsake me. And so, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a living witness. I will stand here with my foot flat facing you right now and tell you that everything that I have been through in the, in the sense of being of rejection related to the choice of me marrying an African-American man was difficult but it has shaped me to who I am now. And I firmly believe that everything that we've gone through will eventually be able to stand and say, you know, but God, you know, and I pray for healing for, for everybody that has experienced issues and rejection, because like I said, the initial topic is, is, you know, I struggle with acceptance within an interracial marriage, you know, and how can, how can I get through that? And again, the opposite of acceptance is rejection. So that's why I've, I've kind of came to the um, topic of, you know, rejection more so because, you know, cling to those who actually accept you and work on the forgiveness piece of those who have rejected you and uh, just make sure you keep a positive perspective. And remember, those who have a more positive perspective life tend typically lead a more successful life is statistically proven, but it's a choice. You have to choose to have a more positive perspective. You know, it's a complete choice because life, when life hands you lemons, you know, you say you can make lemonade or you can throw them away and not have anything to drink, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. You know, I use the analogy all the time. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You can say that jerk. I hope they get a speeding ticket. Or you can say, I hope they don't have a wreck. You know, they must be in a hurry. It's a choice, literally. And um, what's it going to hurt? What is it going to hurt to see the glass half full versus half empty? So I challenge you to really sit down and think and analyze your emotions, your feelings, and, and really figure out and get to the bottom of, you know, how, what are, what am I truly feeling? How do, how does this really make me feel? Because I really don't know. So getting to the root of that, I think will be really, 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 really helpful and beneficial for you. So I am um, just so grateful for all y'all that I'm off, I'm off my podcast now. <laughs> I am just grateful guys to everybody that's tuning in. It's like, I have some questions and stuff. Can you tell Parish Waterfall County to speak? You are a mess, Callie. <laughs> Get her a pair, a pair of speed queens. They are amazing. You won't have to buy another one for years. Okay. So it's really not that much more money, actually, when you think about it. Because another four or five years, you might have to buy another one. You won't have to buy another one with speed queen. And you get like a long warranty, like five years. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I am just grateful, guys. I'm grateful for everybody tuning in. I really am. Does anybody have questions? Like, ask me some questions. Like, I'm off my podcast now because. And, and just a little reminder, abbyinspired.com, I have, if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a little section where you can actually submit your request. If like you want me to talk about some specific topic or you have a concern or anything, y'all can just go on there and fill it out. Like it's very easy, but 
I am, I have, I've made that available. That way y'all can do that. If anybody wants me to talk about something specific or like send me a little letter, give me a little situation, you know, send me something good. And so, but I hope y'all have, you know, been able to take away a lot from this live I've done because I am just, just grateful. I'm grateful for the perspective I have in life now. It has not always been this way, uh, but it's a choice. It's a choice. And uh, I will say this, not as, you know, God says in his word that he searches to and fro to find someone whose heart is pure towards him so he can show himself strong in his life, in our life. And um, when God gave, revealed that scripture to me, I realized there's nothing and nobody that's worth my peace. That's worth me, me, me being my heart pure towards him. And so when I understood that scripture, I just let go. I was like, God, I want to be heart pure so you can show yourself strong in my life. And so I can just be free and live life. And as you see, God has really, and I am where I am today because of God. I have watched him make connections and grow my practice and really give me the vision for my business. And it's nobody but God, guys. And I, I can't give anybody else glory for it because it's him. And I'm just thankful. Oh my gosh. Uh, you pay the difference. Uh, uh, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, guys. Well, if nobody has any questions, um, I am going to hop off of here and I hope y'all have a great night. I love y'all and I will see y'all later. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ab Be Inspired. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, click the subscribe button, share it with others, or leave a rating and review. You can always head over to johnsonbehavioralhealthgroup.com to sign up for our inspirational monthly newsletter. That's all for this episode. See you next time.